we only live one lifetime and, and it's an awfully long time to stick to one thing. Um, I think curious pe people with curious minds and, and the ability to learn um, are actually always better off uh, diversifying their skill sets and learning new things. Take that risk, right? There are smart, capable, driven people uh, that may not have fit your narrow need, but you will always be better off picking and bringing on that smart, capable, flexible, adaptable person. I'd say for finance professionals, the keys have always been people skills. The job of a good finance team is to analyze a company's you know, big questions, investments or, or performance, and to be able to relate to the other teams inside the company. All right, Sanjay, thank you so much for joining me. Um, very excited to speak with you ever since uh, you agreed to be on this. Uh, I've been thinking of uh, what we're going to discuss today. I've got a few notes. I didn't want to send them to you and uh, give you the, the cheat sheet before, ahead of time. But Yeah, um, thanks for thanks for uh, giving me advance uh, notice. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing hard. But, um, but yeah, like um, lots to relate to with you. So um, we've worked together previously when you were at Freeman Company and um, just – you came out of uh, <clears throat> mechanical and industrial engineering. And so maybe just kind of tell, start us off, tell us about your background. Um, what have you done and uh, to get into what you're doing now? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, I don't know how much of a poster child I am for uh, career advice. Um, I, I've, I've taken at least uh, three uh, detours, but I, you know, um, that is the way it is, uh, you know, when when uh, you look for challenges and you look to be challenged uh, in new and interesting ways, you you're constantly looking for uh, a better way to do things. And, and so, yes, my career started with uh, engineering. I went to engineering school back in India, which is where I grew up, moved to the U.S., got a master's, worked as, as a software designer for about five years uh, doing industrial planning software, um, and then decided to go back to business school, became a finance professional, worked corporate finance uh, at PepsiCo, then at Freeman uh, for about, you know, in all about two decades, and, and then uh, decided to take the plunge and do something under my own banner, if you will, um, uh, you know, it, it's always been on the on the back, at the back of my mind to um, invest my time and energy into something uh, that was my own, my own clientele, my own name, uh, and and my own relationships, if you will. And and so that's what I decided to do, and started uh, Artem Advisors in 2021. Well, very exciting. <clears throat> Almost uh, went down that path myself a few years ago. Um, That's so right. I'm very excited to speak with you. I guess to step back a little bit, um, you know, having spent 11 plus years at PepsiCo and then uh, starting an FB&A department from scratch at Freeman Company, I'm very curious, you know, not having come from that world, you know, what, what are some key takeaways that you learned in that world that you're applying to your new venture? 
Sure. Um, it, you know, at the end of the day, it is really not that different. Um, successful executives, um, successful professionals in, in any field really have to be entrepreneurial at their job. You have to, you know, your partners within the company are your clients and, and you take work and you get it done and you deliver work. So it's not entirely different. Uh, what is different is that uh, you have a little bit more autonomy when you are your own boss, right? It's my own firm. So um, I get to uh, shape things more independently than I did uh, back at the larger firms. Now, what I did learn at, at both PepsiCo and at Freeman, uh, you know, these were both world-class companies performing at the top of the game, world-class colleagues all around and so you absorb good habits right you you absorb the good professional habits of of uh pushing yourself learning staying at the edge at the cutting edge and um and that commitment to deliver good results uh day in and day out so those don't change and you know corporate finance it's actually very interesting um having been on the inside of large firms you really get a very <clears throat> uh, granular understanding of the of the fin of financial statements of of how a company presents itself uh, to the financial markets, and so now um, sitting on the other side, I'm able to use some of those skills in a small way. A lot more of my time is spent, you know, planning um, for clients rather than investment management. We can get into that later, yeah. but. Um, I am able to use that sort of inside knowledge um, and apply it in gauging how companies are doing, for example. So having spent a good amount of time, you know, 20 years or so in corporate finance and um, having done this on your own, what is your investment philosophy? You know, having spent so much time, I'm curious, um, are you passive? Uh, is that your approach or, or what? Uh, what What's your approach? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, you know, yes, I did work in corporate finance for several years, but I've always been an investor um, of myself, investing uh, my funds. And one thing I've learned is that um, I, I wish I had just read uh, some of the books I've been reading lately by uh, you know the likes of Buffett and Bogle. Uh, it's very, very, very difficult to beat the market, especially consistently over the long term um, and and really for 99.9 percent .9 of investors the right thing to do is to uh, invest passively uh, work very hard to reduce your fees and and really work hard to avoid uh, the the sort of psychological traps and mistakes that which which cause which are the biggest causes of uh, in investor underperformance if you will um, so, yeah, my, my practice is absolutely built around those principles. I, I work hard to simplify uh, my clients' uh, assets and investments and, and really focus on staying on course, on strategy. Um, so, yep. Is that the, the toughest element of the job, dealing with clients? You know, back when I did systematic investing, you know, just sticking sticking to the process, Um was the hardest thing for even professional managers that uh, that I spoke to on a, on a consistent basis. So I imagine all the stuff you're seeing in the news these days, are you having to, to walk people away from the ledge or 
Is it hard to get them to buy in to that systematic approach? Um, no. Well, first of all, it is a joy to work with clients, right? Um, every client comes at this uh, from a different place. They bring their own attitudes um, and their own, um, you know, biases and approaches. So um, it is it is always a pleasure to meet the person, meet them where they're at, and learn what their needs are, their goals, their aspirations, and so on. And so, um, no, it's it's really not the hardest part. I mean, that it, at the end of the day, it is the crux of what I do as an advisor is to um, is to sort of and to bring to the table good ideas, and ultimately, you know, um, the client is always in the driver's seat as far as their assets are concerned. So, um, no, I, I wouldn't call it the toughest part. Um, the the hardest part for me is to make sure that I am not veering away, uh, you know, um, and, and staying on 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 course. Um, because at the end of the day, hey, it is hard to do, right? It is hard to resist the temptation of going with the crowds and, you know, digging for the next shiny thing. Um, it's more important to kind of keep historical perspective in mind and, looking, you know, Absolutely. longer term. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, taking a step back to talk about transitions, you know, being a recruiter, you speak to people all the time. They get bored doing a certain thing. But as a recruiter, you know, people want to hire people with experience doing ABC, whatever that may be. Right. You know, having experience gone through these transitions from engineering to finance now to running your own business what advice do you have for people considering you know changing up things dramatically or maybe on the other side of the table if you're looking to hire and you've had that narrow focus maybe opening it up um yeah just talk about i i yeah i cannot more highly recommend doing it we only live one lifetime and and it's an awfully long time to stick to one thing. Um, I think curious pe people with curious minds and, and the ability to learn um, are actually always better off uh, diversifying their skill sets and learning new things. I, you know, as I went from engineering to corporate finance to now financial planning, it's not like you forget those, uh, those trade, uh, those elements, right? Like I, I, I became very analytical as an engineer. I have good math skills. I can build fantastic financial models on Excel uh, because of my corporate finance uh, experience. I know how to read a PL. Those are not useless skills, right? And along the way, uh, you know, I learned how to work with people, I learned how to listen, listen empathetically. Um, and those are the skills that now I apply to my. Uh, business, those, those are not skills that I waited until last year to learn, right? Um, so on the flip side, as, as a person, as someone who has hired people into roles, it, my advice would be exactly the same thing. Take that risk, right? There are smart, capable, driven people uh, that may not have fit your narrow need, but you will always be better off picking and bringing on that smart, capable flexible, adaptable person uh, than maybe compromising on those elements 
just to get your narrow. Of course, there's there's certain things like accreditations, and I mean, if you need a CPA, you need a CPA. Uh, you know, that's just a given. Correct. But beyond that, I think it's always good to get someone with a diverse background. I, I agree, and I, I appreciate your your point of view. Um, <clears throat> what are you? I mean. Since you've been outside of, uh, of corporate finance for a while, um, I'm curious, you know, what thoughts do you have on the current landscape? You know, COVID hit and kind of changed up the hiring landscape. But uh, what do you think are the biggest challenges facing, you know, corporate finance leaders in the current environment? You know, I can only speak to, well, let me speak to the, both the companies that I worked at uh, prior. I can only imagine that their finance teams are dealing with a huge step change in complexity of the in the environment, right? Um, Freeman, whose uh, business was in um, corporate events and conferences and trade shows, went through this monumental roller coaster of revenue, uh, you know, dropping all the way very close to zero and now recovering, almost recovering too, so quickly that you have to adapt to uh, the increase in demand. Um, on the other hand, PepsiCo, I spent a lot of time at PepsiCo working on pricing and pricing was always uh, a function of inflation in the marketplace. And right now we are going through these, uh, you know, uh, fairly tumultuous times in terms of inflation. And so I bet their finance teams are, um, you know, they're honing their skills at the very best of uh well, at the very challenging of times, if you will, right? Uh, lots of interesting um, questions to answer, uh, lots of interesting new approaches that might have been required. So, uh, and these are good times to build, you know, skills and challenges and prove uh, your worth. It's, it's um, you know, when a company is going through fairly stable times, it's, it, you know, it's hard for finance teams to show their worth. Um, but it's in times of change like this, uh, where a good finance team is, is the difference, uh, is all the difference for a company and for, for other leaders, for executive leadership to have a good finance team at their side. One follow-up question on that, just for someone up and coming in, uh, in the finance world, uh, in terms of skill sets, you, you're starting to see a lot of like data analysis type of roles. Um, I, I remember when I was working um, some roles, uh, they wanted to see CPA for these uh, for financial analysts. But what, where do you see, what's the future of the you know, FP&A type of role? What skill sets do you see most important for um, young people to develop? Um, yeah, I'd say the the theme over the last 20 years has been more and more, um, you know, computer skills in general, right? Um, a little bit of programming uh, knowledge would help. Uh, obviously, accessing and manipulating data is, is critical. Um, and, and so that's been a trend over 20 years. I don't think that's accelerated or decelerated. It's always going to be in, looking into the future. It's going to be a huge deal. Um, but I'd say for finance professionals, um, I think the keys have always been people skills. Uh, you know, the job of a good finance team is to uh, analyze a company's you know big questions, investments, or or performance, 
and to be able to relate to the other teams inside the company. You, a good finance team is always a glue between you know, the sales folks, the marketers, the HR professionals, and, and so on, and the operators. Um, it, it's, it's that language, the ability to translate operational knowledge uh, and take information and turn it into useful insights. If those are all people skills, uh, and good people skills make or break a, a good FP&A team. I didn't expect that answer. I like it. Um, so, what were you expecting, Ryan? I don't know. I just I like it. It uh, was unexpected. So, um, I'm really curious. You know, having gone through a similar transition, you know, setting up uh, Fletcher Search and what I'm doing now, was it was it difficult for you to get buy-in from your family and supporters? You know, you. VP of FBNA, and I'm going to leave this safe path for an entrepreneurial path. How did you navigate that? Um, uh, I navigated that through lots and lots and lots of conversations, <laughs> as I'm sure you did. Yep. Yes, very many. <laughs> um, it, 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 it was a big decision. Um, it did cause a pretty big change to our, you know, family financial um, picture. Um, I, uh, so, so it wasn't done lightly, but it's, it's been many, many years in the making. So it wasn't a surprise when I, uh, made the decision and it wasn't a unilateral decision per se. Um, you know, it, it, and looking back, I think it was the right decision at the right time. Um, and so, yeah, I think communicate your way through it. Right. Yeah. People How skills, was that for right? you? Yeah. You know, um, it was a process, you know, I guess, um, I think initially, you know, having, um, you know, I went down the RIA path and I got, you know, to the very end of it and changed my mind. And so that was my last entrepreneurial venture. And, and so, yeah, there was a much higher barrier I had to overcome to say, Hey, I've got a new idea. And, but trust me, this, this, you know, so yeah, it was, um, a lot of conversations, but I think um, I think in the end, just having success and, you know, I think success speaks for itself. And uh, and so um, she was willing to give me a chance. What are you enjoying the most about being independent and doing what you're doing now? Yeah, I I'm really liking uh, the, the people side of things. I'm, I'm, you know, obviously working with clients on their personal finances entails, a, a, you know, my clients are put, placing a lot of trust in me and opening up their, um, their you know, financial lives to me. And, and, and quite often it's more than financial lives, right? And so that, that sort of responsibility, but also that intimacy is, is really, uh, you know, a big change for me. It's, it's great, you know, being, being in a position to actually help uh, clients navigate their questions. Um, that's the part that absolutely by far, by miles, uh, the, the best, best part of this experience. So what else, uh, do you want people to know about Artham advisors? Where can they find you? Yeah, my, my website, uh, on the internet, uh, Artham, all my contact information is there. My is uh, a little bit about my 
investment and planning philosophy and 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 a blog as well where I'm posting as many articles I've as I've uh, managed to write and hoping to write some more. Oh, cool! I see your blog on here. I didn't see that, so I'll have to check yeah. that out. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good deal. Well, I really appreciate uh, your time today, Sanjay. Always great catching up with you and uh, appreciate your insights always. So thanks again. Yes, this was a pleasure. Thanks thanks for having me on. And uh, next time we'll do coffee live. Sounds great. All All right. right. Good luck to you, Sanjay. Thanks. Thanks again.